Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Around the Table. We have a very special guest for you today here at the Arculus Studio. Very fitting to be in the Arculus Studio, wouldn't you agree, Mr. Adam Lowe? Absolutely. Super happy to be here. Super happy to see the product and the brand get represented by an awesome group of people. We're excited today. I mean, this is uh, this has been a journey. I, we've been at this for a few months now. We've seen you guys go through a lot of different changes as well as with us. We've kind of been uh, really molding well together. Obviously, the Kryptonite helmet's looking really, really prime. Uh, but obviously, we do know who you are. So today, we kind of want to take a different approach this turn with this around the table, and just understand, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes at Arculus. How does that reflect you? And uh, what are the, the the focuses of Arculus in the next six months? Sure. So you know, the good thing about Arculus, despite whether the market's up or whether the market's down, you know, our focus is always going to have people be safe, right? So we want to make sure that people manage their keys are able to use a product like Arculus to generate their own keys, maintain self-custody, and absolutely live the mantra of, you know, not your keys, not your crypto, right? So, you know, that absolute focus on keeping people safe, yeah. absolute focus on having a product that is super easy to use so everyone can use it has stayed the same. Uh, and, you know, continuing to grow the product have really been our focus, whether the market's up or whether the market's down. You know, for the first time I had, cause I was, I wear that shirt. I have the jacket and I wear the jacket all the time. I had someone at Publix come up to me and they knew what Arculus was. They were like, dude, really? I, I love your, uh, I love your jacket. Yeah. Cause they saw that it says not your keys, not your crypto on the back. And, uh, he was like, dude, like shout out to, he didn't even know who I was, but, uh, he liked the fact that I was just wearing that with the hashtag. He's like, that's how you need to represent. That's dope, man. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, Arculus has really grown in brand awareness over the last couple of months. Uh, it's been super exciting to see that kind of, you know, flourish, especially on, on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, I get a lot of people, you know, who are excited about Arculus. Uh, but we also want to know a little bit more about the man behind the card, uh, you know, sort of your history and what inspires you to, to do the things you do. Uh, you know, web three is certainly not an industry for the faint hearted, I feel like, especially right now in these trying times that we've been saying for the last three years, uh, no, but for real, you know, ever since, uh, you know, FTX exploded, right. Things have gone pretty crazy. Uh, you know, how, how have you guys reacted to that and what keeps you guys going? Yeah. You know, when FTX exploded, you know, we saw a big spike in interest. So I saw a big spike in reach outs of how do I keep safe? oh my God, I have this asset. I need to get it off exchanges and just a real desire for learning, which was great, right? So parts of the community that, you know, were wholly on just centralized exchanges, had no real interest in dealing with the owning their own crypto suddenly did a mass migration, um, which was scary for a lot of people, but I think was in a lot of ways positive for the community, right? Because we really got to grow self-ownership and we really got to grow um, that mindset of you know taking responsibility for your crypto so that's been big for us it was a big wake-up call for a lot of people because you get in this you know sense of false security where oh i don't need you know a hardware wallet oh i don't need to you know uh take the time to create you know oh seed phrase and have to deal with all this um you know but even though we've been preaching this for years you know we we we've been we've been in this a while you, you know exchange used to go down all the time this was normal uh, except now we're seeing it at scale with billions and billions of dollars, um, you know, which is, you know, pretty unfortunate. Do you think that the message has been received now? Yes. Uh, I think for the first time for like the masses and the kind of second, third wave groups of crypto, like message received. Um, you, if you are keeping your assets on an exchange, you're kind of making an affirmative choice that I'm taking a higher risk that this could be gone tomorrow and that I don't have a lot of recourse to get it back. So, yeah, I think, you know, at this point, even 
as content creators and when we're live streaming, people ask me, where should I store my crypto? What do you think about this exchange? Like it's no longer, oh, this is why you should have self custody. It's like the fact that you're asking that in the comments at this point is surreal. I mean, if you need any more, it's not even excuses. If you need any more uh, proof to the kind of the concept, look at FTX, look at Celsius, look at Voyager, you know, it's now just a massive list and it's going to happen again. And it's, you know, that's the big issue at this point that I think a lot of people are waking up to. Um, and if you're not, and you still haven't made that change, it's, I think it's only because of one reason. And we are still in that, that overlap of bridging people to the idea that self custody is easy. Um, because for the longest time, the concept of self custody was very complex. And I know we've all sat down in that room with our family members and tried walking through them, you know, through hour long, you know, conversations. And so that is kind of a huge change here in a shift. And, you know, these are just completely separate because you're gonna be able to integrate a lot of cool things in the future with them. Um, so that's huge. I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything different on that front, but it's awesome to be able to finally just look at your audience and be like, even if when we go to these events at Bitcoin Miami, uh, and, and ICP, we're able to just be like, guys, if you don't have self custody, that's on you. Right. And people know that now. Well, you know, it's something we preached for a while. Um, you know, and I know, I know you've probably, you've probably heard it for as long as I have, even from within the own community, you know, it used to feel like we were more tight knit. Um, it feels like right now. Uh, things are kind of scattered. What's your current take on sort of the the year of our, you know, the year of our Lord 2023 in crypto? Yeah, I I think... uh, Or is a good way to put it. Exactly. You know, in 2023, I think it's going to be a year of some consolidation. I think some projects are going to fade to black and that's okay, right? Like there's this concept when you're innovating that that I like to use, I think everybody uses called um, creative destruction, where, you know, in the beginning hundred projects are going to go and there's this brand new space and that's the, it's the wild west, right? And everybody's pushing forward and some of those trails end and that's okay. So I, I think you're going to see some consolidation in the space and you're going to see some winners and you're going to see some losers. It's incredibly hard to predict, but uh, you know, I'm okay with that. And the, I think the people that are going to win um, are the people that are going to have the best user experience for the average person and the people that make it easy to get on yet don't violate those central tenets of self-custody and self-sovereign identity and, you know, maintaining and owning your own keys. You know, I see these kind of like, well, we'll keep two of the three keys for you in our cloud and you don't need a recovery phrase. I'm like, no, no, let's, let's not start there. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like again, a, a half there again. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing we've been talking about a lot and, you know, Josh and I and, and our new host as well, Sam have been getting really deep into is sort of this new wave of CBDCs, CBDC talk, CBDC implementation. Uh, Here in the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis just introduced a bill to the House to essentially ban CBDCs, uh, the first of, you know, many hopefully states to introduce such legislation. Uh, What is your take on sort of the the current zeitgeist around CBDCs and where do you see that heading as far as self-custody and the overall market? Yeah, so I'll I'll speak for me, not for the company. So I'll put that disclaimer in there. Um, I right, not for not this is Adam talking is Adam exactly. Um, so I am not a fan of CBDCs. Um, you know, I think the fundamental reason is I don't want anyone to be able to burn my tokens remotely. And if you don't think there's not a burn command in the opcode in the CBDC, you're wrong, right? Like it absolutely will be burnable and controllable by some central entity. So that's the fundamental reason I'm I'm not a fan of CBDCs. Um, I think you can establish what their goals are with essentially commercial version, right? Stable coins. So whether you like Tether or whether you like USDC or TUSD or pick your favorite, you know, fiat backed stable coin, 
you can accomplish that goal without having it being issued from a central entity. So I'm not personally a fan of CBDCs. I think it would be it will be a long time before the U.S. issues one, just given the pace and the uncertainty and kind of the divisiveness in the central government. It will be a while before we we would issue a CBDC. You know, China and some other places that are more autocratic, you're you're gonna see CBDCs quickly. And they're developing quickly. I, I, that kind of leads into another question we have <laughs> from your past because you've worked with ISO standards, correct? Yes. So I've sat on uh, the board for several uh, card standards. So some of you who, who know our parent company, Compo Secure, right? We produce uh, cards for you know some of the largest banks around the world. And that's kind of how we branched off and made Arculus. So I've, uh, I've sat on the board um, that established a lot of those tech standards. And before that, I was in defense. So prior to being in payments and Arculus, uh, I worked at a defense company for a few years. So I kind of got to see some of the inner workings of of how the government thinks about security and how the military thinks about security and how the intelligence community thinks about security. So a lot of the thoughts around how to keep people safe are really come from my experience with trying to keep some of the most sensitive information out there safe. So, you know, it's interesting to look at, you know, GovSec and the people that do security every day versus the people that are trying to establish these financial standards and they're kind of misaligned. That's yeah, that's interesting because the, the lead in off that is going to be, is there any hype to like, is the hype around ISO 222 and all these implementations for settlements on blockchains? Yeah. All these actually, ISO is, coins. Yeah. Are they actually like is hyped up and as <laughs> they're meant to be, or is it kind of a standard that really any blockchain can implement and kind of can take advantage and step towards to in the future? Yeah. I mean, depending on the structure of the blockchain, you may or may not be able to easily hit that standard. Um, you know, I think that for blockchains that have an asset or a version of their asset that are trying to be transactional, you know, as you're designing in and working on your code, I, I don't think it's bad to try to conform to that standard necessarily, as long as it doesn't break any rules of sovereignty and ownership, which it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do that. So it's somewhat hype. You know, I, I look at it as if you meet that standard and you're trying to get adopted by mainstream banking, it's going to get easier. Right. If you're trying to be more EVM like you're trying to be more uh, an Internet computer, you're trying to execute smart contracts, you're trying to be an arbiter of of digital truth. That's a little different and it may be less important to be that standard. If you are trying to be a monetary unit that can be rapidly exchanged and settled and pushed, it's probably more important for you to work to that standard. So it's it's a little bit of hype. And, you know, some chains are using that as, look, we're compliant. You know, you should absolutely use us. so I think it depends on your goal with your blockchain. You're saying that definitely takes away from the smart contract capabilities and everything with the uh, overall chain. Yeah, it can. It can just to maintain compliance. That's interesting. Gotcha. Well, I find it interesting that, you know, so many of these cryptos are in this like big web of ISO 222 hype. You know, like we have XRP, obvious. The changing we have world order is what they classify. HBAR quant and you know it seems like a lot of the same people are in the same coins there and it's interesting to see you know there is a little bit of hype behind there but i think it's still too early to tell like if any if that's even going to matter yeah it's not clear to me it's gonna matter it there definitely is it's you know the what's the old joke you put 15 engineers in a room with 15 competing standards you'll come out with 16 so you know i uh, it's not clear to me either whether you're going it the standard's going to matter there's a bunch of iso standards that don't matter um, you know, so we'll see if, if it's something that banks really latch onto. I, you know, certain chains get that 
banks want to be compliant, right? The industries want to be compliant. And the more stickers you can put on something that says you're compliant makes you more, look more adoptable. So I get the strategy. Um, so I think it really depends, again, on what the chain is trying to do, right? Some of those chains you just named are very commercial, the products that they want to be purchased and acquired and used, whereas something like ETH is a generally looked at as a public good, right? It's one of those yeah. few things that's a public good in econ terms. We can only hope that the CFTC feels the same way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation because like lately what I've been looking into, we cover a lot with the World Economic Forum, the World Bank, and what's going on geopolitically. And it's it's weird how this group of individuals that are all around ISO standards are almost also the same people that are betting against the U.S. dollar. They believe it's like going to just ultimately collapse and the banking system is going to go away and that's going to flow into all of these cryptos. But if that were to happen, then the standard wouldn't even matter. Well, it's one of those cart and the horse things, you know. Like I mean, they're they're relying on BRICS, which would be a completely different bank and settlement program and system. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of conflict of interest there. It's very interesting. I, and I don't, I don't think there's any answers to it. It's just how the community is running around right now. I mean, it's frustrating, whatever, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, can't, can't really predict the future. On that <laughs> yeah. one. I, you know what, if the petrodollar lasts, if it doesn't last, uh, you know, I'm a dual citizen, so fine. <laughs> you'll have fun. You'll, yeah. you'll have fun in these hardest times, which speaking of, I mean, we have a lot of people out there. I think the biggest, uh, kind of conversation in the space is people just warring. They're, they're panicking. They're, yeah. you know, this Feels is their like first bear market, a lot of depression, like long bear market. Yeah. What is something that you have done or, you know, have, what's what's some advice you can give someone that this is their first bear market? They've never yeah. been through this. What and, keeps you going, man? Yeah. What keeps you going? Yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing for me, at least, is right. I get to hold on to the tech. So there are a lot of days I get to forget that what what the price is and I just get to hold on to keys and, and code magic. But in all sincerity, for, you know, for people, it's your first bear market. You know, think about all of the stock market advice you get, like kind of zoom out of crypto and read all of those stock market advice. Right. That bear markets are buying opportunities, right? You know, the best time to buy is when there's blood in the streets. So even if that blood is your own, yeah. Shout out Warren Buffett, you know. Exactly. I think that was him. Uh, the blood in the streets is definitely is definitely him. I can't remember if that's the end of the quote, but you you absolutely should buy. So think of it like dollar cost averaging. Think of it as a great opportunity to get in the space. It's tough to double down. I I can totally respect that. Um, you know look at kind of the gold standards and the blue chips of the crypto space. And those are great buying opportunities right now. You know, you picking your favorite random exotic token may not be the best market to do that, but you know, there's an absolutely, in my opinion, not financial advice, um, great opportunities to buy right now and great opportunities to hold, right. You know, you need to have strong hands right now. ETH's not going away. Bitcoin's not going away. EVMs aren't going away. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, you have to understand and the community has to understand that, you know, Web3 is going to continue to proliferate. Web3 is going to continue to be the future. Self-sovereign identity is going to be the future. And we are going to see it integrate into the normal banking space and the normal daily life, right? We, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, nobody thinks about how the internet works anymore, right? It just works. It's magic. You know, back in the day, right, DARPANET was magic. And, you know, you had to really think hard about getting your modem to work. Um, I am old enough to remember those nasty sounds. So, you know, we're going to get there and it's going to take a while. Banking's complicated. Money's complicated. But I'm really excited to be part of the community and work with people like you and and your wonderful community and fan base that we're going to get there. And I don't know the exact path because nobody does, but we're going to be able to have blockchain be real time settlement and payments and 
you know, digitized assets and we're going to figure out how to integrate it in our lives. And it's going to sit nicely with fiat. I, this is one place where I, I disagree with some people. Um, you know, it's not a war. Yeah. It's a, how we're going to merge these into our daily lives. That's most efficient for everyone, right? We didn't build this tech cause it's cool. We built this tech because it can save money. It can help people be more secure, right? Which is cool. Yes. Which is, which ha. is very cool. I mean, I've always said, you know, we're, you know, we've made it when uh, it's extremely boring. Yeah. So absolutely you true. Know, there's no more, there's no more massive swings, but there's also no FTXs. Um, you know, and that kind of leads into my next question, you know, on a, on a personal level, where do you think we're, we're headed as an industry in about, you know, five years, maybe 10 year outlook, you know, give us, give us some perspective uh, from someone who's on the more, on the more tech side, who sees, some of the things that maybe we don't, uh, you know, on more of the, uh, on more of the content creation, you know, being on the front line side. Yeah. I think the, the thing that the, the tech side of the community is probably most excited about is the account abstraction because it just makes getting people on board so much easier. Um, you know, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Like I, I like having an external account. I'm going to continue to have an external account, but it's an easier on-ramp to web three. So I think a lot of people are going to build to that where, you know, your uh, your crypto account lives inside a smart contract rather than an external account talking to a smart contract. Um, there's a lot of challenges with that. And I don't I don't want to fill up your show with entry points and byte code. But I mean, if you could take, a you know, like two or three minutes and give us a quick little rundown of that, because I feel like that a lot, that's a topic a lot of people aren't even ready for yet. Sure. So it's EIP 4337, if I recall, is account abstraction. So what that means is most of us have external uh, crypto accounts, right? So you get a seed phrase, you have master keys, you can write to all of, uh, you know, any chain, any contract, wherever you have keys for. So what account abstraction means is you get a more typical entry experience. You get a more typical username, password, login. You you start at a platform of choice. And that platform uh, is directly hooked up to a smart contract. So when you create an identity, you are creating an identity inside that smart contract, and then you're interacting with an account that lives inside that smart contract instead of external to that smart contract. And then that smart contract executes all of the commands that you ask it to kind of inside that world. So imagine having a an account that is a is a Web3 account, it is a ETH account, let's say, but its, its whole existence lives inside the smart contract. That's, wow. yeah, that's a... We're moving towards like it's going to be so different in two to three years, especially with also soulbound co- tokens coming out. So that's going to be interesting, really kind of working alongside that with credentials and stuff. That's like that's like flipping your skin inside out. Yeah, it's it's hard to wrap your head around. The advantage of, of account abstraction is you can do things like the smart contract can pay for transactions and gas instead of the user. So the user doesn't have to maintain the ETH in their wallet. Model. Yeah. Well, you know who's already doing that in that computer? <laughs> You know, shout out to Defender. Oh, yeah, but they are manipulated by FTX, sadly. Yeah, so. that is... Yeah, it's crazy how something so good could be shut down so easily. Well, you know, you know, I think it's a combination of just bull market hype and then, you know, FTX and market makers taking advantage of that. But it is what it is. I mean, just another... We have succumbed to Wall Street 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about Operation Choke Point 2.0 as well on the show. Yeah, I would like to, you know, from a short-term perspective, obviously in a higher interest rate environment, uh, in in a world that it's harder it's harder to borrow money, growth is, you know, definitely short. We're kind of moving towards stagflation. 
Uh, what is something, you know, as your, as a company, as yourself, what have you guys been doing to prepare yourself for what could be uh, more hardships ahead of us throughout 2023? Yeah, so I think the company's being really thoughtful about where we invest uh, time, dollars, and people, right? Because dollars are one thing, but you can't get people's time back. And the team, you know, that's that's the value I ask. I, I value the most. The asset I value most is, is our team's time um, on the Hercules side and the compo side. So we're, we're being really thoughtful about where we put our R and D time and where we put our creative time. So, you know, examples that I think we are doing in, in some of these harder times is to give people's options, right? Anytime there's high interest or challenges, you want options. So, you know, as we look to the future, we'll be adding more incremental L ones. We'll be adding more tokens. We'll be adding more flexibility on what chains you can connect to. So we're trying to give people as many options as we can, because we don't know what horse is going to win the race, especially in a down market. So yeah. we're trying to protect people across as many assets um, as possible. And then we're working on the B2B space. So, you know, Arculus is being integrated into a variety of DEXs and other platforms, right? Not just the consumer product. So that's going to be able to kind of spread the love around the world. Uh, literally, you know, we're integrating into a, a DEX that's based out of Singapore right now. So, you know, when we look at the down market, you know, we want to give people choice. And I think I've been pretty consistent in that message. That's important to me. Is, is giving people choice and not making choices for them. So that's confirmation on Arculus being international, correct? Yes. So uh, the consumer product that you can buy, you know, is it's in the States, available in the States right now. Um, you know, it will be available in UK, Australia, Canada very soon. And then we're going to continue to roll it out uh, as the lawyers allow. Nice. I'm Which, not sure exactly when this episode is airing, so these numbers could have changed. Might already be out. Um, yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> Links in the bio. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest things for me is I have a very large international audience. I have a lot of people in the UK who are followers of mine and and Canada. Some people and you know even in like Asia as well. And so I think that's going to be really exciting for them to be able to to activate on that and uh, you know call themselves a card. And I mean, look at that new design. Which by the way, big fan. Thank you. Um. We were, we were having a little discussion before the show. Reminds me of the JP Morgan Chase Reserve card, which they also make. That's correct. So if you guys want to bring me a fake one one day so I can flex I would love to dad. pull that out and just be able to flex it and be like, just tap to pay. You know, with, <laughs> like, that's crazy. I don't know. One day, dude. But these are uh, these are clean. I like the new style. I like the new mats. It, they're so easy to access. Um, Still has that, that nice goal, feel dude. to it, too. I want, yeah. Uh, my So, you know, you know, one thing we did talk about a little bit before, I don't know how much you can share with, with the people who are watching, um, you know, is, is we have really a great canvas right here. We have, it's fantastic. I don't know if you guys can zoom on it. I mean, you know, working with, you know, this, this level of space compared to a lot of the other, you know, competitors boo out there, um, <laughs> we could do some really amazing stuff on here. You know, Adam and I were talking a little bit about, you know, integrating potentially web three art, you know, NFTs, people who are in the community, uh, building some really cool stuff on on all kinds of different chains, um, even like special gold edition. I even have a meme on Twitter. I've been replying into the official account. With have you seen that? Yeah, that's pretty it's, awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, what can you what can you tell us as far as like some of the cool stuff that you guys might have in the pipeline as far as collabs or things like that? Like, you know, I just did a thing with Psycho Bunny. Uh, they collab with Buff Monster and released NFTs too, um, which was really cool. So, like what can we expect as far as some, some, some potential drops? Sure. So, you know, Arculus today supports ETH NFTs, you know, by the end of the year, we expect to add incremental chains. And obviously if, you know, 
you have your keys on Arculus and you have NFTs on Polygon. They're there. They're not going anywhere. They're just not showing up in the app yet. Um, we're going to be adding that uh, as the year goes on. Um, we do we do some collaboration with Super Rare as an example. Okay. So you know we're we're really excited to have some of the kind of highest end Web three NFT art in the world on Arculus cards, which is pretty cool. So when we were in the gallery in NYC, it was really cool to see you know the art displayed on the wall and then the Arculus card where the keys for that art were stored sitting right below it. So that was that was a really cool moment for me. Um, I was <laughs> really so really cool. excited about that. Um, and we gave a little talk there about. Um, you know, how to keep your keys safe and how to keep your NFT art safe. But I, I totally agree with your point. You know, I'm a big fan of Web3 art and I would love to get the license to, you know, do it right, put it on some cards, share it out with the fan base. And, you know, whether it's one of one or you think of it like a print, right, where maybe you auction off or sell one of one where it's absolutely one of one. And then we do prints, right, where we do 1155s and, and print end cards with, you know, the graphics on it. I think that would be really cool. Um, we'd be absolutely absolutely stoked to pick the right artist and collaborate with that so if there's any nft artists out there that want to do that with arculus you know, give us a buzz we'll be happy to happy to chat you're already here for uh first folks you know but i think that's super cool and i'm looking forward to that because i mean there's just a lot of potential there i'm uh, i've been you know really uh leaning into how i can be more creative as a person uh lately in my own content as well i've been trying some other new stuff um some cooking videos that clearly have not gone I've not gone well. Um, <laughs> I know I had to teach him how to smash garlic. This it's is a true. Skill. It's yeah, a skill. You got, it, it takes some time. Well, I, you know, we use chat GPT only to make a dessert. Really? How did that go? I didn't so see that one. So it, it went pretty well. We used chat GPT to make a dessert, but only with the ingredients that we had. Um, and it turned out okay. It actually made a wonderful, it was like an apple pie like sort of thing, but it came out like really smushed and gross looking. Um, <laughs> but it made a great, uh, filling for ice cream. So we put in the ice cream maker. We have a lot of appliances in my house and just to mess with. And we put in the ice cream maker and it made a great little apple pie ice cream. One of the best I've ever had. Nice. There you go. Yeah. No, ChatGPT is pretty cool. You can put like anything in there. Like if you have like nothing in your fridge, you can just type out, I have these ingredients, make me a meal. And I'll give you like five different meals. And I've made a couple and that worked just for, you know, fun. Uh, but that's an interesting tool. I use it all the time for work now. Well, it's free on Bing, but I'd rather pay $20 and not have to use Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah, I've used it for a few things. It's great for like summaries of work. Like, give me a five-minute explanation of X and it will just spit it out. Um, I did. I tried code. It's not so good at writing code. But for summaries and explanations and and you know, high level overviews of things. It's fantastic. Like it's, it's much better than writing boilerplate for someone. Absolutely. Have you tried uh, the chat, chat GTP four? No, um, only once. And it was for something where it wouldn't have been challenging for it. That, Cause that was like a powerful, that thing was insane. powerful. Uh, yeah, so I'm still not very it. good at writing lyrics. You know what I can't songs. wait for is the moment, uh, we can build thumbnails with, uh, like you can start integrating like social media content for us. You can like do thumbnails for TikTok, thumbnails for YouTube. And you can say like, you know, you can make it like an explosive, like clickbaity using like an image. We're close yeah. to that right now. You like your face. Well, mid, and... mid journey does an okay job, but it looks like it kind of looks like the uncanny it's... valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not quite there. It's like a skinwalker, you know, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if chat GTP can do old school ASCII art, like generate ASCII art of this, right? Cause it has all the characters. Probably can. Well, Cause yeah. What do they do through? Cause open AI does have you messed with like Dolly or anything like that? No, to be honest, I haven't. Oh, Dolly! I, I think it. I think it takes. It's the same thing, and then it's it's taking the the characters and putting it into an image. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's, yeah, that's what it's doing. I mean, a bunch of depressed Lego guys who like I was like sad 
depressed Lego man at a bar and it's like a sad guy. It's just, so, <laughs> it's just like it's just the sadness is juxtaposed with the fact that he's a Lego. It's scary um, how good it's getting though. Cause like AI arts now starting to take off. So storytelling is being molded. Definitely. We actually had a, uh, the, uh, Orlando Museum of Art at NFT Orlando. Yeah. And they were spot- speaking about how they are like doing their, uh, they're going to do a public like kiosk where you can come in with like Dolly or whatever it is and actually put in your characters and build art right then and there. Wow. Uh, but they're talking about how it's like interesting that uh, young folks, like, I guess like that means 17 to probably 21. I don't know who, what type of age group. She kept saying 20 something. So 20 something years old. Uh, that their art form is going to be through computer-generated models, and that's the future. Well, now, not all AI art is the same, right? I bought a piece of AI art that was compiled from over 400 hours of different algorithm uh, edits that he you know, personally made um, versus just five minutes on chat. GPT. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's very different than just scraping, right? Like, yeah. like that, to me, is real art where you have put in a ton of work to essentially create something versus... You know, if you're just scraping every known piece of image and every known Google image library and then you do a recursion and it generates something like that's borderline copyright infringement. And <laughs> so, you yeah. know, we'll yeah, see. That's, yeah, that's very interesting, too. You know, we're, ah, so much unregulation, you know, well, everything's yeah, everything dude. It feels like we're kind of flying by the seat of AI our AI unregulated, crypto unregulated. We're merging those together to make double unregulated. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Look, it's better to just ask forgiveness and do it now. You know, the Binance wraps, what I call it. <laughs> Although right now, maybe not the best thing for them. Yeah, um, that's tough. But let's, I mean, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. I feel like we got a little distracted there, but it was a good conversation. I feel like that was, that was a needed, a needed discussion. And maybe this will air in like when chat GBT six is out and the terminators are out, you know, um, <laughs> they're right. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to bring it back to you, Adam, you know, we have you for like 15 more minutes and, and I want to kind of ask you, for people who are who are just getting started in Web three, who want to work in this industry, you know, it's it's a very strange place to be. You know, what, what first of all, what would your advice be to somebody who's getting started in this in this industry um, from the tech side? Because I feel like a lot of people, you know, want to make content and things like that. But I have some friends who you know want to learn how to program and want to learn how to build things, and there's not a whole lot of like creators that are also builders. So I'd love to hear what your take is on on that. Yeah, so I think there's the the first thing is for builders in the web3 space it's very open, which is fantastic, right? There's a ton of open source code out there to help you get started. There's a ton of people that want to help you and want you to succeed. So that's different than some communities and I find that fantastic and refreshing. So that's that's really great. So if you're just getting started in programming, you're probably starting with an easier language like Python or JavaScript. And there's uh, a lot of great content out there. So I'd recommend two things. One is go get yourself an Infura or an Alchemy key. So that's an API key that's going to let you talk to the Ethereum environment. And then there's just a lot of recipe books on there. So it'll give you step-by-step of here's how to write the JavaScript to talk to Ethereum, right? Here's how to write the JavaScript to talk to whatever. So that's a great place to start in kind of your programming journey. And, you know, go check out GitHub, right? Like there's just tons and tons and tons of open source code. Um, When in doubt, fork it out, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, there's some chains that, you need a, a little bit different code base. So if you're a big Solana fan or something, as an example, you can start teaching yourself Rust. Um, it's a little bit harder, but it's my favorite programming language. So, you know, there you can jump into the Rust journey and, and see why Solana blazes it's so fast. Uh, personally, yeah, I really like writing Is Rust. Cardano also using Rust, if I'm not mistaken? No, so they're using Haskell. Another, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. I always remember it because it sounds like uh, some kind of shrimp. <laughs> why is... Why is uh, <laughs> Yeah, why, why, uh, why is Rust your favorite 
programming. Uh, it, I mean, it gets it gets I guess pretty nerdy pretty quick, but it's uh, it's what's called a highly typed language. So you you essentially at compile time it knows all of the inputs and types and sizes, and someone will correct me in the comments that I'm not being specific enough. But um, yeah. you know, it's it's blazing fast, and because it knows everything when you compile, and there's no garbage collection, it just executes basically gotcha. and the compiler is really helpful so i'm not a professional programmer right might have some fantastic guys on the team i just dabble i guess but um you know if you make a mistake when you go to compile the compiler will tell you what you did wrong and pretty much tell you how to fix it so i, I like rust i wish it told sbf how to fix it <laughs> well he kind of opened the cookie jar and stuck his hand in um on the flip side of that you know one thing i've been dealing with lately is this feeling of cynicism uh, and sort of sadness about where we're at is in this in the in the culture, um, and this is just a personal feeling. I'm not sure how you guys feel about it. I feel very jaded after so long in the industry. We're content creators. It's like we're just a punching bag. For well, the- well, not only that. It's just like I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to do something that matters, and I want to work with people who are building real like things, and, and that's why I love working with you guys because I feel like we're really doing something here, right? With some of these other companies we work with, it's like you know, you put all this time in, they screw you over, they screw their communities over, or they're just vaporware. And it's like, like, is there anything real anymore? How do you handle that feeling of just like, damn, like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing is we have, we're able to talk to real people about stories, about keeping them safe. And, you know, we get emails where, oh, thank you. You know, we've moved assets off exchanges and this is great. And I'm, I'm so happy because I know I possess myself. So that's a great feeling. So that, that helps me step out of the Damn, the, I wish I world, got those emails. The, the world is on fire. You know, I picked the wrong horse. I picked the wrong exchange. Um, so, you know, that's that's what makes me feel good about the space. And, you know, the, I guess it is a blessing of being on the tech side is you're always seeing the new stuff, right? Like Polygon rolling out their ZK EVM the other day, right? Like, you know, you're, you're always seeing that new thing and it's super fun and super exciting. And yeah, I, I feel bad when you guys are like, X melted down and it's gone and what, but you know. That, that's gotta it's be kinda, tough it's it's i mean that's our purpose though i mean if we're not doing it who's out there to do it and so you know we do get to still speak to developers like you know how involved i'm now with decentralized science like we've had we've why had am i in the biotech industry the right now dude i have no idea I've, I've floated this way yeah and uh you know because people don't realize i don't know if it's cardano i don't know if it's polka dot i don't know if it's solana some of these big projects they're not going to be here in five years you know, and we have to be, we're the ones that are teaching people to be okay with that. Um, but we're also teaching them, hey, don't trust some Q-tip looking, you know, MF with your funds and like, let's get that self-custody because no matter what, I mean, it's the same as the stock industry, right? You got people that are tracking down stocks, which oil companies or energy companies are going to be the best, which, uh, you know, what should be in construction, should be in commodities. And so that is our purpose, dude. I know it's a hard purpose, but, you know, we've, <laughs> we've done a lot in this industry at this point. And what's crazy too is like all these companies, like you mentioned this earlier, there's going to be a lot that start and that are going to fail even in the future from now. But without, you know, these companies being able to be talked about and, and, and learned about, we're not going to be able to innovate this space. Facts, the tech's yeah. only going to advance more. And it's been crazy. I mean, just this last three years, I feel like, I feel so much older, man. <laughs> no, I really do. I really, well, I the really tech do. is amazing. I mean, yeah. like the community and how everybody's grown and how it's changed and it's gone from this like niche thing to that you needed a math degree to understand to like, everybody you know using it every day is incredible and and you know i i love that you guys are out there educating the community right because i can build cool stuff but i i can't do what you guys do and and help educate the community so we're really thankful that we can get out there and talk about these topics that are so important yeah Uh, i think everyone has everyone has their part to play you know i feel like you know we couldn't do what you do (laughs) you know lord knows i get stressed enough when i'm when i'm 
trying to figure yeah, out. I mean, you are responsible for self-custody. It's not yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be real there. Um, yeah, no, that's it's it's definitely a fun space. But I mean, how do you guys feel about artificial intelligence? I think quantum blockchain and all that type of stuff with the seed phrases. I know we spoke about six months ago, but it's coming quick. I mean, we see the semiconductors, not all the manufacturing come to the United States. AI is advancing Compared to Monthly. our first show, like it's, it's like a year light, light year of difference. You, you had know? like the internet, you know, slowly up to like whatever the million users. AI is just yeah, now Elon Musk five million users within Steve the five Wozniak, days. They're asking to stop production of AI. Enjoy the summer before we fall is what they said. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not ominous, uh, you know. <laughs> so yeah. what do you what are you guys focusing on uh, from that perspective? Like, are you guys on the AI front? Yeah, we're certainly looking at it. I mean, I'd say we're looking a little more on the algorithm side for the quantum computing stuff you mentioned. Yeah. So on traditional payments, right, like your your favorite Visa, MasterCard, Amex, you know, they are already looking to the future and changing the algorithms that are going to be in payment cards to be quantum resistant. And so is the blockchain space, right? Because if they don't, if we don't do anything, you know, your your ETH key will be determined, right? All in a good quantum computer, all all private keys can be calculated at once so yeah, that's, that's why the tech has to continue to progress it's like that which is why i think how much that energy does that take to do though um probably more than two shakes of a <laughs> something or other i don't know i don't know what i'm not southern enough <laughs> yeah yeah that's lamb's tail wow i immediately censored myself is it an oxtail well i was gonna say something oh uh, yeah no, <laughs> no uh, <laughs> i wasn't gonna say no but i think i think it's gonna be all at once which is gonna be i think it'll be similar to like when ethereum was hacked in like 15 and we have ETH Classic and now... Oh, yeah, the ETH Classic. Uh, I think it's going to be... What we'll do is we'll fork the network just before that happens, probably. Um, yeah, I mean... It's going to be like a, like open and shut instantly. Yeah, I mean, chains chains add key types all the time, right? You'll you'll look at some chains that, you know, are adding EVM now or adding EVM compliance. So they they almost go back and they're adding, they're adding yeah. uh, ETH type keys. So, you know, I think they'll do the same. We'll add a fork. We'll get, an up, we'll get an upgrade. There'll be a new key type. People like the three of us will be reminding people to move their funds yeah. to an account associated with their new key type. And, you know, don't be scared, right? Tech changes all the time. Tech advances all the time. We just have to be cognizant. So uh, while does AI interest and worry me a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. The quantum computing is is the forefront of my mind because currently elliptic curve keys are not quantum resistant. So we need to be migrating our chains that way. Um, like if you guys want to read into that or look into that, uh, I don't know if you guys look much at StarkNet. Um, you know, that's already quantum resistant. So that's, uh, that's, so as an example, yeah. um, I've heard that multiple po- times. polygons, ZK EVM is snarks S N A R K. Um, if you look at Starknet, the proof for the zero knowledge proof is a l- done a little differently and it is quantum resistant, which is really important. Um, it was done out of some guys, really, really smart guys out of Israel, uh, and Cornell. Um, and that's Starknet. So that's their ZK uh, EVM like product. Is that so, a Marvel sure. reference by any chance? No, it's I. It's an acronym. I forget. Uh, there's snarking, snorking, and snarking. Uh, yeah. So Stark is Stark, <laughs> snark, and Stark are the two that you should care about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, yeah. I remember looking at that a while ago because yeah, I was looking at ZK with with Polygon. I was like, people love their. Acronyms. It comes up with these acronyms. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it get they all they're all insane. But that that's it's wild because we're still you know we could be five six years away from even content being quantum being commercialized one that's we're not even close to no that. look we'll all move um, into the woods and return to monkey and that'll be it <laughs> <laughs> well no 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 so i do have a fun quip though you guys were talking about terminator yeah 
right? So Linda Hamilton from the Terminator movies was from my hometown, and so was her identical twin. So my mom really? went to high school with her and Linda Hamilton and Linda Hamilton's identical twin. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You're on the forefront of the Terminator. Yeah. Yes. Small world, you know, <laughs> grow up. and That's uh, wild. So did you ever meet, did she just went to high school with him? Yeah. Yeah. I never met her. But if you, if you watch, there's this ancient Saturday Night Live where Linda Hamilton says, oh, I'm from the small town, Salisbury, Maryland, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's my that's hometown. <laughs> Where's that close to? Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City. I was up in Maryland. I was up in um, Maryland, Virginia area um, last year for Thanksgiving. Um, I had Thanksgiving like it's funny. I crashed some random person's Thanksgiving. Um, it's my dad's friends or whatever, but uh, it was right outside of like DC, Maryland area. It was fun. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. But I think uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. Adam, do you have any closing words for us? Um, you know, things you want to leave the audience with. Uh, hopefully we ha- we can have you back on sooner than, you know, a six month hiatus. Uh, you know, I think you have a lot of interesting takes. From seriously feel like it's been, it's like three years. You know? Yeah, no, it feels like we've like we just been to war. Like, no, it does. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like I came, you know, we had some, we had some great content. I went back to the front lines. We wrote a bunch of code. We added a bunch of things. We weathered down the bear market and then we, you know, executed. And now I'm back on shore leave and coming in to chat with you guys. And then I'm going to go back to the front and help, help fight the war. We got to stop eating the like weeks after some major fallout event, you know, it was, S- it was FTX and then now it's been Silicon Valley bank, banking system collapsing. So see you next time after world war three. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah. So is there anything you want to leave off with where they can find you, where the socials are for Arculus? And lastly, most importantly, get Arculus.com um, new Arculus cards, baby. <laughs> Let's go code, code BCB 20 or Josh 20. Uh, twenty. Wow, come on. We have to have a little competition now. <laughs> I'm I'm already past you. Yeah. We'll see, buddy. We'll see, buddy. We'll see. We'll see who's social wins the day. Yeah. So absolutely. So you can find Arculus at this is Arculus on all your favorite social platforms. Uh you can find me, Adam J. Lowe, on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to get me. And you know, closing thoughts. Um, first and foremost, not your keys, not your crypto, as we discussed. Second is Web3 is the future. You know, and the the message I want to leave the community with is it's not a fight. It's a journey together. So we're going to migrate our IDs. We're going to migrate our banking and we're going to migrate our lives to digital keys because usernames and passwords are not safe and digital keys should be trusted for your digital lives. Together. Together. Yeah, that's that's a huge statement. Nice. Especially nice. as we move toward we need it. I, I think that's something we've been advocating for massively is like communities need to come together at this point. It doesn't matter what community you're part of, even if you hate them. Like that is a huge misconception that we crypto space right on. now. We got we have to, man. I, we have Elizabeth Warren coming out with the anti crypto. Who knows where that will be when this is released? But if if we don't come together as an entire community, you know, this can be a very bumpy road ahead of us. But thanks for coming on today, Adam. It's always a pleasure to have you it on. It really here. is. Thank you, man, for spending some time with us. And uh, you know, we're excited to have you back sooner, hopefully. But we'll see what happens. And guys, remember, it's like Groundhog's Day. So whenever Adam comes on, it means we have a few good months ahead of us. Um, <laughs> the worst is, is coming. The worst is behind the us. Is, yeah. But again, thank you. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Thank Put you. the night out, baby.